Hi, I'm Anna. And I'm Jillian. And this is the Hat Picks Podcast. Just two dope ladies talking about soccer from across the country on the podcast no one asked for. Welcome back, party people. (laughs) We are jazzed to be here. On a Thursday night, did you all know that we record these on Thursday nights? So Anna and I are in a shared anti-racism group on one Thursday, and then the next Thursday we do the podcast, and we alternate. So how exciting is that? We just spend a lot of Thursdays together virtually. Mm-hmm. That's the truth. It is Real the casual. truth. casual. Yes. But <laughs> we won't say which is our favorite Thursday, because we love to dismantle racism. Very important. It is. Constant work. Yes. Can't ignore. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I will say I am often more prepared for those meetings than I am for this podcast. But <laughs> that's fair. We're going to do it. Probably the more important thing to be prepared for. Right? Yes. Yeah. But we do have notes as per usual. Yes. Just to make sure that we know that. <laughs> so we stay on track. I think that's the more important thing because Anna and I would just talk for hours about nonsense. Like we've already started to do. <laughs> So anyway, I'll kick us off this week with my number three. (laughs) My number three hat pick is a Bristol City goal against Reading from Emma Bissell. I'm bringing it back to Bristol City. I talked about the very only Ebony Salmon. (laughs) The only Ebony Salmon. (laughs) Correct. This game, which happened on Sunday the 6th, I believe. I think. It happened this past weekend, whenever that was. So the first half of this entire game was all Redding. It was entirely Redding. And you may be wondering, Jillian, didn't you just say that this was a Bristol City goal? Well, gosh, you're so right, listener. I did. I did say that. The first half is, how do you say, ripe with chances for Redding. And Redding missed all of them. All of them. I, I believe my thought was, which I've taken from the lovely David Rose, I've never seen so many missed chances, one after the other, consecutively, in a row. <laughs> that is like literally the only way to describe it, because it was just like, oh, Redding's got a chance, in a British accent. <laughs> and it just kept missing them and missing them and missing them. And I was just like, once they like open the floodgates and actually get a goal, this game is going to be brutal and it's going to be a blowout because they were, Bristol City was just getting dominated. And so part of, I think part of the reason that there were some missed chances were because I think Redding flubbed. I think they totally messed up and they just didn't take proper advantage of the situation. But also I think it is important to note that Bristol City has a very good goalie, Sophie Bagley. <laughs> Great name. Great name. (laughs) So good. (laughs) Who is arguably like one of their top assets, if not their top asset. She is so good. So anyway, anyway, back to the game. Towards the end of the first half, there is yet another opportunity for Redding from Jess Fishlock, who just keeps coming up in our pods. A Welsh treasure. Bringing her way back. Don't know how to do a Welsh accent, so not even going to try. Nope. And Bagley, again... What a name. name. (laughs) She blocks the attempt. Great. So a Bristol City defender gets the rebound, passing to Charlie Wellings, who then starts to make a run up the field. And she has a beautiful give and go with none other than Ebony Salmon. 
which pushes Wellings way up the field and it basically turns into a breakaway. I mean, she is like charging and really doesn't have anybody standing in her way. And then once she gets inside to 18, she slots it over to Emma Bissell, who just gets it right past the goalie. It's a really, really nice goal. And I think it's cool that this play is pretty much made up of entirely young players, like very young players. Bissell is only 18. Jesus. I think they said, yeah, right? Oh my God. <laughs> I think they said that this is like her first WSL goal. As we mentioned last week, Salmon is 19 and Wellings is 22. So in the end, this game was a draw. And like, let's be real, Bristol City probably should have lost. But like, good on them for getting that goal and making that happen. It was a really beautiful play from top to bottom. I mean, just what a counter play. Like, almost had a goal scored on you and then boom, you take it completely down to the other side of the field. I feel like in American football terms, that's like a punt return to a touchdown almost situation. Yeah. That sounds like a thing. That is a real thing, right? I don't know much about it, football. It, it, it is a real thing. <laughs> cool. So that'll that, be on our other football podcast. Yeah. I won't contribute much to that. <laughs> I don't have a lot to offer. It's so okay. anyway, that is my number three for this week. Way to go. Charlie Wellings and Emma Bissell and Ebony Salmon and Sophie Bagley. Great job to get that tie against Reading. Way to you go, go. baby players. Babies. You babies. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So my number three hat pick this week is Ella Toon. She's the pick. It's just her. <laughs> First, I'd like to mention how delightful her name is. Since we've already talked about Bagley, <laughs> I think that we should talk about her name. It's just a delight. If you look up Ella Toon's player profile on the Man United website, her bio tagline just says, an unpredictable winger who is a nightmare for opposition defenders, which I love. <laughs> wow. What? I mean, who wouldn't want to be known as a nightmare? <laughs> That's how I'm known. And let me tell you, it's my favorite. <laughs> She's been with Man United since 2018. She's only 21, which is just disgusting in like a good way. It's like the players on Bristol City. They're all babies. They're all going to be better than us forever. And, you know, I mean, it's positive, but just, also. If, I think if you lean into it and just are like amazed by them instead of being like, I'm sad that I was never that good at that age. <laughs> let's just lean into the love of the youth. Yeah, well, I'll try. <laughs> So in this past weekend's Man United game against Aston Villa, which to be quite honest, it was clear that Man United was going to win this one. Regardless, Ella Toon worked hard and smart to be a key player throughout the game. So with this hype that I have provided y'all, I'm going to show you that the proof is in the Yorkshire pudding. Uh. (laughs) (laughs) Listen, at least I called it Yorkshire and not Yorkshire. So you know what? Go me. Okay. Go you. (laughs) Okay. So we see a chance in the first half. The ball was sort of cleared out of Aston Villa's 18 and Tobin Heath. You thought I wasn't going to mention her, but here I am. How could we not? I mean, would it truly be a Hat Picks (laughs) podcast without mention of Tobin Heath? I don't think so. I don't think so. Anyway, (laughs) Tobin Heath passes the ball centrally to Ella Toon and Toon slams the ball about 20 yards out and it just scrapes the top of the crossbar and goes out. It was like, if it had just been a little lower, I mean, the keeper might have gotten it, but it could have been just like a beautiful goal. So already she's creating chances and opportunities and going for it. And we love it. In the second half, Galton is bringing the ball down the left side of the pitch and crosses the ball where Heath cuts it back beautifully. I mean, 
Of course it's beautiful. It was Tobin Heath. I was like, is there any other way that Tobin Heath cuts a ball? No, there's no other option. <laughs> and Elatoon takes the shot and it gets deflected out. Now, the game is almost over. We've watched a lovely 88, 89 minutes of a game. And Aston Villa defender sends the ball downfield only to have it headed back by a Man United defender. Elatoon ends up with the ball and tries to split two defenders to get the ball to Heath, but it was a little too much and the keeper comes out of the box and kicks it away from Heath. It was all like very dramatic because anytime a keeper comes out of the box, I stress out, but the keeper doesn't clear it very well. And the ball ends up back at the feet of Elatoon, who just masterfully chips it over the lot of them. And it just, just beautifully ends up in the back of the net. It was just chef's kiss gorgeous simple but a goal nonetheless you hate to be the goalie in that moment it's true because it's a real shame but to be the person who outsmarts the goalie a delight just a delight um and i'm just gonna throw in a quick little honorable mention for lauren james from manchester united who also just crushed it during that game that's not our actual honorable mention but it's my honorable mention on my third hat pick just throwing in all the honorable mentions where we can. We make the podcast, so we make the rules. Don't I know it. <laughs> well, thanks, Anna. What a great pick. Hey, thanks. <laughs> Moving right along. My number two hat pick is similarly a person, but how this person sort of handled things in a very, <laughs> a very awesome way in a game. So... My number two hat pick this week is Caroline Weir's performance in the Manchester City versus Everton game, or what I like to call the hat trick of assists. <laughs> Last Sunday, Manchester City smashed Everton in a 3-0 victory with all the goals coming in the first half of the game. Yikes. Yeah. And all of the assists coming from Caroline Weir. And all of those goals were headers, which is like, what? Wow. A trifecta. Yes. A trifecta. It was so great. Good. Such a... Wow. Caroline Weir is a Scottish... Scottish player <laughs> who has been with Manchester City since 2018 and who also plays for the Scottish national team, which I would just like to shout out. They attended their first World Cup last summer in 2019. Go them. We love a first World Cup appearance. We love it, especially from the Scots. They have pink yeah. uniforms, which is cool. <laughs> <laughs> so... Back to Caroline. So not only did she help create these three particular opportunities, she is also just like making dope-ass runs and plays all over the place during that game. So I just wanted to shout out her entire performance. We, you know, tend to highlight goals themselves, but just her play in general. Top quality. So we're in the 25th minute. <laughs> so Weir makes a left-footed cross to Ellen White. Who <laughs> then lofts a pretty beautiful header above the keeper. Just kind of like, ew. It does look a little slow motion-y the way it's done. Just kind of, ew. <laughs> lobbed over. But it goes over the keeper. Goals in the goal. Goal number one. Assist number one. Nicely done, Caroline Weir. And I guess Ellen White. Whatever. I don't... Ellen White's fine. I just don't love her little, like, eyeball. So if you watch Ellen White, she does this thing after all her goals. And she, like... Does these little goggle things around her eyes. I don't know why. I haven't bothered to look it up because I don't care. Because it's but irritating. It is irritating. But good honor. Great goal. Great assist. Like a minute later, our own Rosie Lavelle, love her, <laughs> earns City a corner, which was then taken by Weir, who chips it in perfectly to Gemma Bonner, 
who gets a just a little forehead kind of like downward, like a downward forehead tap on that shit for goal number two. Boom. Crushing. Yes. And then finally, finally, right before the end of the first half, Weir makes a pretty nice run up the left side of the pitch with, I would say, time and ease because <laughs> she just looks like she is in complete control of that situation. I don't know where the Everton players are at this time. Around. They're there, maybe, but I haven't seen them. <laughs> so anyway, <laughs> making this run up pretty easily, crosses it in to Janine Becky, who then comes in with a perfectly placed header to round out the first half. Weir has so much precision and is so comfortable on the ball, it seems. Like, she gets people, she gets the ball to the right people at the right time. I think it's important to note that she has been playing in the WSL since she was just out of high school. Which is like, not so, but so. I mean, she's played for Arsenal. She's played for Liverpool. She's played for a bunch of teams. And now she's 25. And so to, you know, have that like seven years of experience in the WSL, it's just really no surprise to see this level of play for her. So go Caroline Weir. You go, girl. You crushed it. Really? <laughs> so speaking of three to zero wins, my <laughs> number two hat pick is Arsenal's win over Birmingham City with goals by Ford, Roard, and Little, which is my new children's book. Food rude. <laughs> That's funny because their names have two O's in them. <laughs> Both of them. Yeah. So that game, this game was on December 6th. I think this was another game where I had a clear expectation of who was going to win obviously Arsenal and not just because I'm a fan. Um, but I'll be honest, the first half of the game was much more exciting than I thought it was going to be given the matchup. The second half was more of what I was expecting kind of out of this game, but we didn't see any goals until the second half. There should have been a goal in the first half, but Kim Little misses a penalty. She sends it into the lower right. Um, 90 of, and the keeper, Hannah Hampton, reads Little really well um, and just straight up stops it. Like there was no chance that was going in. There are some other chances in the first half. Oops. In the first half. First half. <laughs> I don't know where I'm from now. Um, there were other chances in the first half, and Birmingham City's defense really limited Arsenal's offensive chances, um, but we did see some good chances from Miedema and Ford, and it was great to see Miedema back after a slight hip injury, so that was nice. Welcome back. Yeah. Thanks for not playing against the USA. We really appreciate, appreciate you looking out. <laughs> so the second half, 57th minute, Caitlin Ford and the back post score a beautiful goal together. Well, actually, Katie McCabe has the assist, but the back post was an integral part of this play. And we'll get there. <laughs> so we start with Beth Mead taking a shot that gets deflected just inside the 18. Malin Goot? Anyway, she's a central midfielder for Arsenal. She picks it up and passes it back out wide to um, Katie McCabe. Katie McCabe services the ball, like, almost directly to the back post. Like, you see a lot of crosses and you're like, oh, good, it's gonna, you know, get to where it's busy with a bunch of players. But it was like, almost directly to the back post um, where she finds Caitlin Ford, who was covered by two Birmingham city defenders. And then Caitlin Ford heads it straight at the back post, which then now here's where the back post comes into play. The back post deflects it past the keeper and into the net. Incredible. Love to see it. Nicely done back post. <laughs> so good. <laughs> 62nd minute Jill Rohr scores with a beautiful lofted ball this goal reminded me of the goal that Kristen Press scored in a U.S. Women's National Team match against Japan in the She Believes Cup in February March Kristen Press what did you do yeah it was one yeah so Sebastian Salazar lovely commentator says that for two different goals um it was this year Kristen Press gets the ball at the top of the 18 
turns and chips it over the keeper. And for Rord's goal, it's not like a clear pass to her in the way that Kristen Press's was, um, but it's the same knowledge of having to get the ball over everyone quickly and not just like striking it hard. Yeah. Um, the ball bobbles around a bit off of passes and shots on goal and ends up at the feet of Rord at the top of the 18. And she just like in a split second takes it all in, looks at all the players in front of her and then just chips it over all of them. <laughs> she looked at that. It was like she was like at a party and was like, no, <laughs> and just sent it over. Yeah, it was great. So that was a lovely goal. So we've got fo- we've got Fuward and Ruward. <laughs> <laughs> it never <And> gets old. <laughs> never will. Um, and now in the 87th minute, we get a redemption penalty for Kim Little. There was a handball in the box and Arsenal was awarded a penalty. Jordan Nobbs takes a shot and it hits Rachel Corsi, who plays for the Utah Royals, which are no longer the Utah Royals. But anyway, that's where she was. <laughs> Um, And it goes straight into kind of her hand, lower arms area. I don't really know whether that should have been a penalty or not. Because like, what else would she have done? It was close range. She couldn't, she wasn't making herself fit. Anyway, it was a penalty. Doesn't matter. It was a penalty. Kim Little steps up to the spot. This is her chance to make it right. And she does. She slots the ball into the lower 90. I would like to point out though, that Hannah Hampton, you go Birmingham City goalie, read Kim Little really well again and did dive that way to stop the the ball but she just missed it good for you hannah hampton for being able to read players at the penalty spot good for you kim little for making the the penalty because you're not messing up twice (laughs) for real because that would have been embarrassing but it was a solid win for arsenal overall a better game than i was expecting it to be birmingham city really caused some problems for arsenal in the first half and that was fun to watch and you know maybe this is a lesson to me to stop underestimating teams yeah anna come on listen Listen, I would have done the same thing. <laughs> Let me just sit over here and be a huge hypocrite. <laughs> well, great job. Fluid, rude, a little. <laughs> and actually, I think it sounds more like a book publishing company Ooh, as, yeah. a, as opposed to a book itself. So I, I think, think when you say their names properly, it sounds like a children's book. But when you say them the way we say them, it sounds like the publishing company yes. for the children's book. <laughs> God, we're so smart and hilarious. God, go us. Go us. All right, so this week, keeping with tradition and having an honorable mention every week, we're going to have an honorable mention this week. I'm not going to try to do a drum roll this time. I can find something in the internet to do that for me, maybe. (laughs) Just fix it in post. Yeah, I'll fix that in post. (laughs) Um, So we have this week, Baby Horse's first goal with Tottenham, which leads to Tottenham's first win of the season. Way to go, Alex Friggin Morgan. So exciting. So good. Yes. So scored a first goal against Brighton. They have a longer name, but I don't feel like saying it. You know who I'm talking about when I say Brighton. Yeah. And this is, in fact, her first goal since having her baby, baby horse, or as I like to say, her Charlie horse. (laughs) Since the baby's name is Charlie. Again, hilarious genius over here. It was a penalty, which... It's probably why it didn't actually make it into our list of picks this week. Not that we don't love any kind of Alex Morgan goal because we do. We do love it. But, you know, just it was a penalty. It wasn't like on the field. She did it great. It's clean. No fuss. No mess. Great work. Straight into the lower 90. You love it. You love you, to see it. You just love to see it. It was freaking beautiful. So very excited to see that. Continuing to see the resurrection of Alex Morgan. Yeah. Phoenix rising from the baby ashes. Yeah, which maybe should be a topic that we talk about later, the way we talk about players who come back after having a baby. Mm. Because I remember after Sydney LaRue had her first child, 
everybody was like so surprised that she came back and it was like well she's not dead she just had a child (laughs) right (laughs) and i mean i think that there are plenty of players out there who have proven that not only can you come back you can come back and probably even be some like at the top of your game i think amy rodriguez continues to be a threat on the pitch absolutely uh, and has two children i think sydney larue does a great job as well and also has two children and there's plenty of mcdonald yes i mean there's there's plenty of players that we have mentioned in the past that continue to be excellent on the field and we don't definitely don't count people out after they have given birth so not in our podcast not in this pod (laughs) cool all right. I do like that we do a lot of like noises and gestures as though anybody can see us. <laughs> no. I think it doesn't help that we can see each other. And so we're making, except I would do that if even if we couldn't see each other. So let's yeah. not pretend that that's a thing. We're very, um, we're all caps and body talkers. Yep. <laughs> that's the title of this podcast. <laughs> yeah. I think we should start trying to do episode names. Yeah. yeah. I love that. They're so good. Okay. We have this week for you a joint number one hat pick because it was too good to us not both immediately be like that's number one right so this week's number one hat pick is sam kerr's hat trick against west ham or you know just the entire chelsea versus west ham game because it was actually just a very good game but sam kerr's hat trick yes and it's very hard for us to not say hat pick when we actually mean hat trick. But how could we not have our number one hat pick not be a hat trick? I mean, it's why we named our podcast what we named our podcast, getting three goals in a game. I mean, it's perfect. There's a sound effect that you couldn't see. <laughs> Can't stop, won't stop. Nope. So Chelsea versus West Ham this past Saturday. Uh, nope. This past Sunday, December 6th, the final score was ultimately a three to two win for Chelsea. All of Chelsea's goals were scored by Sam Kerr, which we mentioned it was a hat trick. Wow. But four out of the five goals were scored by Chelsea players. Um, Yikes. Yep. There was an own goal by Magdalena Eriksson um, with like only three minutes left in the game, which is a super huge bummer. Um, But we'll get to that in a bit. We have our first goal. Mm, We love a first goal. Gets things started off right. So in the 15th minute, Ji So Yun wins the ball across the midfield and passes it to Pernille Harder, who is a really great addition to this Chelsea team. Doing great. And pretty much West Ham is giving her way too much space. Classic. So... Harder sends it out wide to Fran Kirby, which we love Fran Kirby. We love to see that she is healthy at the top of her game. So good. Fran freaking Kirby. So she sends a low ball across the six-yard line, which goes through, one might say, (laughs) too many West Ham defenders before Sam Kerr slide tackles the ball into the goal past her own, her fellow Australian, her fellow Matilda teammate Mackenzie Arnold, who we have mentioned before, but like not in a good way. So as I mentioned last week with another goal that we had in one of our picks, I think it similarly looked like Sam Kerr was on a slip and slide, Uh (laughs) just like headed straight in for the goal, having some fun. And she was really excited at the end. And again, this is our Kerr connection. We got Fran Kirby and Sam Kerr. So on my notes, I wrote Kirby, like K-E-R-R-B-Y. And so this is my united name for them because they are such a team. And as we are going to see Fran Kirby is all over the place and Sam Kerr is all over the place and they're all over the place in the same place in a good way. So it's just really great. So I think that they need to have a joint name. So that's our first goal. Their joint name, which just happens to be 
Kirby's last name. <laughs> but spelled differently. <laughs> yeah, it's the important part. Um, so between the first and second of Sam Kerr's goals, um, Rachel Daly of West Ham and also the Houston Dash um, scores the equalizer. After Daly missed what was basically a gimme goal not long before this one, which was just basically her and the Chelsea keeper, and Daly like straight up biffed it. Um, <laughs> slash the Chelsea keeper um, and Katrine Berger also crushed it. So, you know, it depends on who, who you're rooting for here, but that's what happened. Daly was able to have that one-on-one -on -one chance with the keeper from a mistake, uh, which is not only her only mistake, but by Magdalena Eriksson. Wasn't her best game. But could have been worse. Anyway, Sam Kerr clearly watched all of this happen and said, not on my watch, which is a thing that I would imagine she'd say. Um, <laughs> not on the, my watch. <laughs> your accents are just so good. Spot on. <laughs> so in the 55th minute, uh, we see Sam Kerr's second goal. Erickson lobs the ball over everyone and finds none other than Fran Kirby on the far side of the pitch. Kirby passes it to Harder on the like outside of the 18 and harder takes a shot that is strong but deflected by Mackenzie arnold it's harder and... god damn it <laughs> i'm sorry please continue <laughs> um oh, god, stupid puns but who's ready for that deflection it's sam kerr i don't know if you saw that coming and she just kind of like gently passes the ball into the goal like it's her dear teammate that she's just passing the ball to so we got our second goal out of our hat trick and a little while later we see some subs there's a good chance from girl Wrighton, who's a midfielder from norway who might i say perpetually looks like a child and it confuses me every time i see her play because i always think how have they allowed a child on the field? Because it <laughs> doesn't seem logical. This shouldn't be right. <laughs> it can't be happening. I also think that I like looked at a picture of her earlier and I was like, no way. She is 26 years old. Like, absolutely no way. She's a baby so. face. Yes. <laughs> so the 60th minute, we see yet another beautiful goal. Um, Chelsea wins the ball just outside of the 18 from a bad touch that none other than Fran Kirby was there to just pick up. She was ready. Thanks, she Fran. <laughs> Thanks, bud. <laughs> the ball ends up at the feet of Kerr at the top of the 18, who passes it back out to Kirby. A lovely give and go. Kirby slots the ball at the top of the six, and Kerr just cleanly puts it in the back of the net. I think that if Sam Kerr hadn't done an unplanned hit bump with Reddish, the West Ham defender, we would have seen one of her classic, famous backflips. But alas, earwax. <laughs> Harry uh, Potter reference. <laughs> got to got to sneak something in somewhere for the people who are listening because they love us and don't know what the hell we're talking about. They'll know your Harry Potter, right? I feel like. Anyway, <laughs> then there was an own goal from Magdalena Eriksson, which we mentioned in the 88th minute. And you know, I don't think I'm really going to get into it. It was a good cross from West Ham that Eriksson managed to get her head on, and it just clearly did not go the direction she intended it to, which is unfortunate, but it happened. It happens. Even some of the best players, like Julia Ertz, had an own goal once. Like, I mean, people in the World Cup yes. final. Yes. <laughs> not so good. <laughs> no. So, you know, just saying it does happen to people. It's not like. Wow, you must really suck. I mean, it's yeah. not great when it happens, and but anyway, it's unfortunate. So, but look, this is just—we've mentioned Sam Kerr before. What a queen she is! What an Australian queen she is! <laughs> and this is this is the stuff that we have expected from her. You know, we haven't been—you know—we did bring her up in an early podcast that she did have had some great goals. She does really well, but like 
this is the like wow 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 like <laughs> high caliber play that we expect from like pretty much the best player in the world who is known for scoring goals. So it's really great to see her thriving with Chelsea now, really seeing her at the top of her game. It's great. We love it. We love to see it. And not to mention that these were all very different goals that we saw from Sam Kerr. They were executed very differently. So so we have her slip and slide goal where she just <laughs> slide tackles in there, gets in there. And then we have one where she followed the play, followed the ball, and was ready for the rebound and just slightly taps it into the net. And then finally, in her last goal, where she was reading the play really well on the field and catching what her teammates, what her teammates were doing and slotted a really solid goal in there. It was great. And so, essentially... Sam Kerr is here for all of your goal needs. Yeah. And this is also what Chelsea was missing when Fran Kirby was injured. She had a hand, or should we say, a foot in every goal. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, shit. We're funny. Anyway, (laughs) um, she helps create opportunities for the striker, and she just straight up crushed it in this game. When Kerr and Kirby... Kirby. Kirby. Yeah. um, Are healthy. They're unstoppable together and i'm very glad that they play on two separate national teams kirby for england kerr for australia because they would be a nightmare yes. for backlines all around the world if they played on the same national team i would not want to be any team not even the united states like could handle no. that i don't think no because it's I mean, a lot individually they are really great but together they are kirby <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God. And that's our number one. Yeah. So good. So, so good. So before we hop into our topic of the week, which is going to be end of the year awards, as Moira Rose says on <laughs> on Shit's Creek, what's your favorite season? Awards. awards. <laughs> it's our favorite time, too. It's not really, but, you know, it's good. But it's, it's fun. What, it's what we've got. Yeah. <laughs> just wanted to mention, this isn't an, a, an honorable mention of any kind. It's just no. a heads up. This is happening in the soccer world. So last week, the Utah Royals basically got transferred to Kansas City. So that club will now be in Kansas City, which is interesting because three years ago, that club was in Kansas City and transferred to Utah. So... Just as a heads up, the Utah Royals are no longer going to be in, Can- in in Utah. However, I don't think that they will be called the Kansas City Royals because that's already a team. That's going to so, be confusing. It is. So they will be in Kansas City, Kansas, and still yet to be determined. But I think it's it's kind of shaken a little bit of that team. I think that that's like a big move to happen so quickly. Um, so just as a heads up in the NWSL world, that is happening. But a lot of it is because their head coach was hella racist. So yeah, way to go, dude. <laughs> yeah. Don't be a racist piece of shit and you Pretty won't much. lose your franchise. Yes. So bringing back to the Midwest, I'm just like being flanked by all of these teams. I got the Kansas okay. City right. team. I'm sorry, Anna. <laughs> I got the Kansas City team. I got the Louisville team. I got the Chicago team. A beautiful triangle of teams that are about four hours away from me. So Anna, once you move back to the Midwest, we can go watch soccer. I'll have LA near me in two years. (laughs) (laughs) Very convincing. Phoenix is a wasteland. Awards! (laughs) (laughs) All right. So the end of the year, uh, every year since 1985 for the women, the 
U.S. Soccer Federation does Player of the Year awards. And this year we have five lovely nominees, none of which who have been nominated before. So that's a great thing to see in the world of U.S. soccer. But we're going to talk about those players, what we think of them, who we think should win, all of that. Yes, we're going to do it. It's going to be great. We love an underdog story. So, you know, we don't have any repeat winners this year, obviously, as Anna said, a good first time Good first time for everything situation. <laughs> and our nominees for player of the year are like we're at a real award show. Yeah, yeah, I felt it. <laughs> Abby Dahlkemper for leading the USA in minutes played as she did in 2019. I'm not going to do this anymore. Anyway, Abby <laughs> Dahlkemper, who is a defender for the U.S. Women's National Team, also plays for the North Carolina Courage, is one of those players that like I think you would probably miss her if she wasn't there, but you may not notice her actually being there. Myself included. Yeah, which I think is at the hand of Becky Sauerbrunn, because I think Becky Sauerbrunn is a very similar player. Yes. You don't realize how much she's doing until she's gone. Right. Excellent defender, played every minute of the World Cup, which is insane. And so led the USA in minutes this year, also in 2019. Next nominee is Crystal Dunn, who plays for the Portland Thorns. Yes! (laughs) God, so good. She started... In every game in 2020, there are only nine games. Uh, our USA record this year was 9-0-0. So go us. Um, I guess go. No, I'm not going to do the pun. I was going to make a pun about you. <laughs> I just can't do it. Can't us, do it. like US. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, got to stop. Uh, yeah, so Crystal Dunn, <laughs> defender for the Portland Thorns. US Women's National Team started every game in 2020. Critical to the 2019 win in the World Cup. Overall, star player. Excellent. Super duper. <laughs> okay, next we have Lindsay Horan, who also plays for the Portland Thorns. Top quality player. She is tied with Kristen Press for the team lead in goals, which is seven. Which, for the fact that we only played nine games this year and Lindsay Horan was not there for the last one, that's pretty good. Yeah, impressive. Well done, Horan. Her nickname is the Great Horan. So. Yeah. So good. Uh, then we have the Tower of Power, Samantha <gasps> Mewis. Another good nickname. Yeah. Uh, who scored four times at Olympic qualifying. Has also also one of those players that when she's on the field, she's super critical. And when she's not there, you're like, where's Sam Mewis? I, hmm. that's, so where'd she go? We need her. And as we mentioned earlier, she's really thriving with Manchester City overseas. Yeah, absolutely. And then finally... As we've said in another episode, do you want to talk about Kristen Press or should I talk about Kristen Press or can we both talk about Kristen Press? <laughs> we can both talk about Kristen Press. Yes. I mean, <laughs> obviously. <laughs> so Kristen Press, as we said earlier, she's tied with Lindsay Horan for the team lead in goals and assists, which is seven and three assists. Because Kristen Press has got to have a foot in everything. <laughs> so that's really what she does. I mean, she's in the striker position, but like, assists on a fair number of goals for other people who aren't the striker so selfless (laughs) a treasure (laughs) truly so as we mentioned none of these nominees have won the award before haran has one young female player the nominees for young player of the year have a few players that we've seen in senior national team camps this year which is exciting we're not getting into it but exciting (laughs) to see Um, but she won young female player in uh, 2013 Uh, None of these nominees were nominated last year, and I did some research today because I wanted to. This award has never been won by a woman of color, and we have two nominated this year, which is exciting. So there's a a higher chance 
by statistics or some math thing that a woman of color could win this. Math. Yes. Yeah. Correct. That's and I mean, I think the tough thing for 2020 is, is that like there were nine games. So there's just not a lot to go off of. But I think especially because we did see some there was a lot of high quality play this year with Olympic qualifying and the She Believes Cup. So while there isn't a lot to go on, there was actually some pretty competitive play, I would say, within these nine games. While it's not a lot, I think that I think that you could draw some conclusions, perhaps. From the games that we did see. (laughs) (laughs) And I think that we can come up with good reasons why each person on this list deserves it. But we have other places to be. So we're just going to talk about who we think should win this. Yeah. (laughs) We don't actually have other places to be. It's a pandemic. We don't go anywhere. (laughs) We really don't. Literally nowhere. So there are, like we said, we could say really great things about all these players. And all these players are incredibly deserving to be up here. However... However, Anna and I are in agreement, Hmm. perhaps for the first time ever. That's not true. We watch the same TV shows all the time. That was like, I regretted it as soon as I said it. We also say the same thing at the same time too often. Often. (laughs) Quite often. So Anna and I believe that this person should be, that the winner of this should be... Crystal Dunn! Yes! Anna, tell us why. <laughs> okay. Yeah. No, I am so here to be Crystal Dunn's hype woman. I'm ready for this. <laughs> so I think that she has demonstrated her ability to be crucial for this team in both the offense and the defense. She's used as an attacking winger, but also as a defender, which is what Jill Ellis started setting up with um, outside backs and Kelly O'Hara but mostly Crystal Dunn, have really, really run with this. She's clearly good enough and important enough to start all nine games this year. Yes. She successfully reads the pitch in a way that is like truly mind-boggling. When we're watching games as spectators, um, when we could watch them in person, I miss that. Um, But on TV, we get like a kind of bird's eye view and I still can't see what she sees and I can see the whole pitch at once. (laughs) (laughs) And that's why we don't play professional soccer. We just talk about it. Amongst other reasons, but that's a solid one. (laughs) Her ability to read the body language of an attacking player when she's on the defensive end is crazy. I can't read the body language of a bear when it's like, (laughs) I'm gonna attack. Like, I can't. She shuts players down like it's nothing. It's a marvel to watch. It really is. And I know that the U.S. women's national team has a deep bench, but I think that Crystal Dunn has become such an integral part of the team's success that I quite honestly would just think it'd be dumb not to give her this award. And like we mentioned, the other players on this list deserve it. They are also great. Jillian mentioned before that Haran is one of the best players in the world. Sam Mewis is only getting better at Man City. Like a fine wine, aging with time. Love that. Aging well with time. (laughs) aging with time as we all do (laughs) i think we should start calling samantha muis a fine wine yes i think that's important definitely kristen press (laughs) top striker one of the best in the world abby dahlkemper we mentioned is kind of setting up to be the next becky sauerbrunn a strong center back who can run that shit this list is just topped off with the creme de la creme crystal dunn and I don't know if we've mentioned it before, but I think it's worth circling back to that Crystal Dunn is a thorn now. We love a circle back, especially when it has to do with Crystal Dunn being a Portland thorn. (laughs) 
So all of these wonderful, wonderful things that I have just listed, of which are just like a drop in the barrel. Yes. We get to now watch with her in a Thorns jersey. And I am elated. And we would, of course, like not be disappointed with any of these other players being chosen. However, I think it is just really clear. And again, it's not she's not a Lindsay Horan or a Kristen Press where she's like a striker up there, like scoring goals all the time. Like, well, I mean, Lindsay Horan's a midfielder, but she scores a lot of goals. Yeah. But she is an essential playmaker on every single team that she has ever been a part of. And she uh, she is so powerful and smart on the ball that she needs the award. Okay, she needs it. And I have another reason. It. Just in listening to you talk about Crystal Dunn, I thought of another reason. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us, Anna. So I was watching a clip on Instagram when I was inevitably not doing something I was supposed to be doing of Crystal Dunn on the ball during that Netherlands game. And she is just dancing on the ball around the Netherlands player. And I was thinking about how we always talk, and by we, I literally mean you and I, talk about how wonderful <laughs> and and talented Tobin Heath is on the ball in terms of her footwork. But like Crystal Dunn was like doing a waltz with this Dutch player with a soccer ball. I don't know. And I think it's just because Crystal Dunn does so much that like, and she's doing so much in a very short period of time on yes. the field mm-hmm. that like, I was like, oh, good. She got the ball around that player. But when you slow it down and you watch her footwork, it is incredible. Yes, it's wonderful. I told you I'm here to be Crystal Dunn's hype woman. She doesn't need it. But if she would like one, I'm happy to do it. I'm going to get you a shirt that says that. (laughs) I can make it for myself when I inevitably make our own hat pick shirts, which I just haven't made. (laughs) See, this is good that it's on, like it's being recorded that Anna needs to make our shirts that say hat picks. So now this is on here and we're leaving it in the recording so that you listeners can keep her accountable. I love it. Can't wait. Yeah, I may have made a mistake there. That's fine. It's fine. It's fine. So we are in the month of December, fast approaching the holidays. It's the first night of Hanukkah tonight. It is, in fact. So, happy Hanukkah to all our Jewish friends. So, we are going to be doing a little bit of a different kind of podcast. Just giving you a heads up for the next time around. We are going to be doing a throwback game and picking our hat picks from that. So, surprise of what it'll be. Probably won't that be be that big of a surprise. No. But we are going to go we are going to watch a historically significant game mm. and we're going to we're going to talk about it and pick our picks from it and it's going to be great, but that's going to be our Christmas gift or holiday gift <laughs> to you listeners. <laughs> so you're welcome for that. Yeah. It's going to be really exciting. We know it's and what you wanted, so we just thought we'd deliver. You asked, we delivered. <laughs> So be on the lookout for that. And then come 2021, who knows? We know. We're going to have some guests on the show. We've actually planned things out. It's amazing. I don't even know who we are, but we're incredible. Incredible. (laughs) So lots to look forward to in the rest of 2020, which has been a shit year overall. But we have given you the best podcast of 2020. Actually, on my Spotify, Wrapped for 2020 Hat Picks was my number one play on podcast. (laughs) I don't know if that's like you supporting us or if no, we're I'm just we're it's you supporting us. 
Yes, it's me being supportive of me. <laughs> and also you. <laughs> but mostly you. It's fun. But, but mostly me. Yeah. Yes, there you go. For all of our musical theater fans. <laughs> yes. See, we're just really making this accessible by talking about the things you want to talk about. <laughs> On our podcast. Lots of lots to look forward to in 2020 and in our upcoming slate of episodes in 2021. So. Yeah, and if you want to see more from us... We do have social media. You can follow us on Instagram at HatPigsPod. You can follow us on Twitter at HatPigsPod. And if you really want to send us an email and just chat with us, you can send us an email at HatPigsPod at gmail.com. And we have a website. Oh, yeah, we do. HatPigsPod.com, which has all of our episodes listed. Some fun facts about Anna and me, which are really not that fun. And you know them all already because you all know us because no one's listening to this that doesn't know us. (laughs) But if you don't know them, if you're if you're like, oh, what could they be? I wonder if I know what those fun facts are. Check them out. Check them out. You can also see a lovely um, pictures of us in our childhood. You know. Where our we're- love for soccer started. <laughs> <laughs> so good shit all around. Yeah, yeah. And yes. So do that. All those things. Have a great couple of weeks. We'll be back here right before Christmas to give you our our lovely throwback gift of an episode and we just we just really can't wait so until then i'm jillian and i'm anna and this has been the hat picks podcast go us